God, I shouldn't be here. Like, I, again, I thought that to be a CrossFitter, you had to be a certain height, weight, shape, level of athlete to even walk in the door, and I could not have done that. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Full Send Podcast. I'm alongside Coach Monroe Miller. Hey, man. What's up? And we have our first kind of member story outside of coaches is what I'm going to say here. And we have Cassie. Cassie, I'm not, I'm not sure what your last name is. That's okay. It's Blair, Mrs. Blair. Okay. Cassie, welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy how, to be here. How excited are you right now? I'm actually super excited. Yeah. yeah. We're, I feel very honored. We're excited to have you on here. And what Cassie gets to do is she kind of gets to go through uh, the member experience, uh, why she joined CrossFit, and her experience over here from the last. How long have you been with uh, Verity Speed and Strength now? Uh, so what, about a year and a half, I think? Awesome. Ish. Awesome. Plus or minus. Awesome. Well, cool. Let's, uh, let's kick it off with just tell us a little bit about you. So you just told me. We weren't recording at that time, but uh, where are you from originally? So uh, born and raised in Central Florida. I lived there for 20 two years okay. and my job brought me up here and I've kind of been up here ever since so since 2007. What do you do? I am an air traffic controller. How does somebody go about becoming an air traffic controller? Is that something you go to college for? It is yeah so there's a little bit I um, shameless plug if you have a child out of college who does not have a job come talk to me. Uh, the FAA, no, I'm serious. Put, put that in the, in the comments <laughs> here below there, guys, and we'll, we'll give you guys an introduction to Cassie. Um, but no, so the, the traditional path is uh, you go to school for it, there's certifications for it, you graduate, you apply to the FAA, and then when they're ready for you, they give you a call, and you show up in Oklahoma, and you spend some dreadful period of time out there, and then you go to your facility and uh, just kind of do that, so... That's kind of what I've been doing. I don't know. The short did you always want to do that? I did. Were you like well, not your traffic proper. I originally went to school um, for aviation in general. I wanted to be a pilot, and that was a very costly mistake. I got like three quarters of the way through all of my training and decided that that was not what I wanted to do. Happens. <laughs> it's so difficult. I think in, I'm assuming this was maybe out of high school, so you're probably 18, 19, 20 years old at the time. Like I think that's an, that's such a tough decision, you know, to be like, hey, Cassie, you're 18 years old. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I think that's so natural. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you can. And I've gone through one, two, three, four different career changes at this point. Oh, and like, wow. and it's totally fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, I think, we're fortunate in that you found something at least in the aviation that you enjoy. Well, and that's I, that's exactly it. I was really blessed that you know I am still in the realm that I started out in. So a lot of the same skills and classes and everything translate and. Um, also fortunate I walked right out of college into a job that I went to school to do which again is also not very common I feel like these days um, so I, I was pretty ha- pretty fortunate in all accounts so, yeah yeah uh, Monroe you look like you had a thought there about college and no I, yeah I mean when I went to college my dad was like you must pick a major I was like I want to go undecided because I have no idea what I want to do and he was like you must pick and that's what away. like yeah and we did my like I picked chemistry at that time and yeah. it turned out to be not the right thing at all um, but yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's the wrong thing to spend some time figuring out no, what you want to do with your you life. Have to have that figured out, or they didn't even let us declare where I went until you oh, were really? a sophomore. No, huh. I think it was for that purpose because it's like you haven't even taken any classes. Like, how are you supposed to know what exactly you want to do? Okay, so Cassie, you wanted to be a pilot, got three quarters of the way through, yeah. made a, I'm going to say like a, a 
you had a learning point in your life, right? And yeah. I mean, that really was just some adversity that you overcame. And no, where, where did that lead you after that? Yeah, no, it was really simple. I did my um, I did my internship to graduate, and it was with Northwest Airlines, and it was flying everywhere in the operations. I was in the training department, so I saw a lot of like what a professional pilot would have to endure, and I was like, this is not for me. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And um, at that point, I finished that semester, came back to school, and. That's when my air traffic classes started picking up and got really interesting. We were actually sitting behind the radar talking to planes and mm. it just, the rest is history from there. And I was like, no, this is, this is where I want to be. And I have zero regrets. And you're not like, you're not up in the tower. No, no. Right. So no. like that's, I don't know about you, but when I think air traffic controller, I think, I, think I think dude with the headset up in the tower talking to planes. Yeah, I, so where, I where, say, else, where else no. would you be? So <laughs> this is a step above. So people, when they hear a traffic controller, they think you're in a tower with the windows and the whole nine yards, mm -hmm. or they think you're the dude on the plane with the sticks, or on the ground with the sticks. Oh, that's I don't think that's... What is that? Like an air... Uh, I want to say air marshal. There's a name. Uh, they just guide planes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at any rate, uh, no, so I work in a dark windowless room. The... Okay. Um, it's huge. The facility I work at is Washington and Air Traffic Control Center. There's like 300 plus controllers in the building that all work various degrees of airspace from Philadelphia all the way down to North Carolina and then as far west as West Virginia. So we work like all the high altitude, like you're like, imagine you're in the plane, fast and seatbelt sign comes off, you're probably talking to Washington Center. So. Yeah, and so when you guys are having some turbulence and uh, you need an angel to watch over you, that's Cassie. <laughs> In the gang, yeah. So. so do you direct the pilot and the pilot flies the plane? Yep. yep. So, so if there's turbulence coming, the captain isn't making the decision, even though they're like, a, uh, I've made the decision to turn on. He'll, so like, it's a... Uh, because when you're flying, you don't even think about yeah. there being an aircraft yeah, controller. Yeah, no, so it's, it's kind of a collaborative thing. So maybe the airplane is at the bottom of my airspace, and I know that there's turbulence at the altitudes at me. Like, hey, Delta so-and-so, you know, constantly chop at this altitude, whatever. And he might come back and say, Roger, and he's going to put you guys right through it. Sorry about your coffee in your lap. Mm. Or he might say, okay, can I request a different altitude? So we adjust that. But the easiest, I think the biggest misconception is that all the planes are going everywhere in every direction and every altitude and every... There, there's highways. It's, there's highways in the sky. That's what they fly. That's what they do. 90% of what we do is predictable and um, you, know, you know what's going to happen before yeah. it happens, basically. So. Yeah. Well, I guess, when did you start that job? Uh, so I started with the FAA in 2011. Prior to that, I did um, aviation weather. So I briefed uh, general aviation pilots on the weather and what they could expect for their flights for like a smaller scale type thing. So I did that. But I've been with the FAA since 2011. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So cool. Uh, eventually, you you thought about doing fitness. How did you come to find Verity Speed and Strength or contemplate it? Where did that yeah, begin? Yeah. So this is. I actually think this is hilarious, and I don't know if Monroe is going to find it to be the same. Um, so I I knew that I needed to change. I knew that I had just come. I was about a year postpartum, and I, I knew that something had to happen. I had to get somewhere with it. I've been through the gamut of global gyms. I've been through um, just all the varying degrees. I was like, ah, oh, aerial fitness is for me. This is what I'm going to do. And I still didn't get results that I wanted. And like I said, I was a self-driven global gym. Didn't get the results. Personal training was what I wanted to do. So I Googled personal training in Sterling, and Monroe's gym came up. And um, Good SEO. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> And so, and, and there was there was a very specific um, thing that I was after. I knew that, like, I didn't want somebody coming to my home and be like, "Do 50 push-ups." I knew I didn't want that. I knew that I needed 
Uh, I also knew that I enjoyed weightlifting the times that I have done it. I really just, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's really cool. Um, so Monroe's gym and the description that I saw on the website seemed to fit that. So I sent him a message. As it evolves, and he's like, come on in for your, your no-sweat trial. Here we go. And then I walked in and was like, oh, my God, this is a CrossFit gym. <laughs> and I had literally no idea what I was getting myself into. But I liked the message I was hearing from Neuro. I liked the things, um, the premise and the foundations that he stood on as far as what a fitness journey could look like and what could possibly happen. So I signed up. I think within the week we were doing Origins, and I was in over my head. I had no idea what was going on. So from there, it just kind of evolved. I think I was active for a couple months, and then I was starting to struggle. I was having like some health problems, and my blood pressure was giving me a hard time. And it's like, when you feel like crap, you don't want to work out. You don't want to come in yeah. and do stuff. You just, you know. So I stopped coming. And Monroe, out of the gracious of his heart, reached out to me and was like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Where are you at? And I was like, uh, what do I say to my coach? <laughs> yeah. And um, no, the accountability was awesome. Yeah, so that was actually like a big, I think, turning point for me. Um, and I had always like, that was something that I never did. Like if people just stopped showing up and I have some of this, I think still now where CrossFit's not easy. And it's like, if you, if you don't put in a lot of attention and a lot of effort and a lot of like, you really want to be here, you, it's hard to come to a CrossFit gym and just kind of check the box. And a lot of people in health and fitness just want to check the box, you know, especially when they're in a bad place, like out of shape and they're overweight and they're having health trouble. Like the last thing they want to do is like really work hard on it. It's like the opposite of what you want to do. Um, so like when I saw you struggling, you know, I was getting business coaching at the time and, uh, Dana Bridger from Gracie Baja, the jujitsu school I was going to, I had kind of flaked out and stopped coming. And she called me one day and was like, Hey, haven't seen you in a while talked to me for five minutes and like I showed up to class like the next day she was like I haven't seen you in a while and I was like damn that really worked on me I should be doing that to my people and so like you were the first person that I called when they hadn't shown up in a few weeks and I was totally expecting you to be like you know what it's just not going to work like go ahead and cancel my membership or whatever and then it was just like complete 180 from there and it was so cool to like when people start to actually like take take hold of like okay, I get it, like, this is, this is effort that is good that I need to be putting in, and they really, like, dive in with CrossFit, that's when it's, like, it's cool to watch that happen. It's all worth it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so when you took a break, like, what was, what was going on in your head, Ducassi? Um, there, I'll be honest, like, it was a lot of defeat. It was like, oh, there was another thing that didn't work yeah. to get fit again or to lose weight or whatever. It was just, I, it was defeat. It was overwhelming defeat and it was like I guess I better figure something else out now yeah I think and I think the the reason I asked you that question too is so many people feel that way yeah um all all different types of people feel yeah. that way often especially in regards to fitness and everything and I was looking at like yeah I mean like one thing that you said we was like you're like you know when you're when you're out of shape like and you're not feeling good it doesn't feel good to go to the gym yeah. and like I do think that there is a if you're not into fitness at all, there's a significant amount of time that you need to spend just kind of grinding through it and grinding through the suckiness of it. And then there comes a point where it starts to be fun yeah. and where you're like, okay, now I like to push myself. I like to see improvement and like you kind of get addicted to that, that improvement and that's when going to the gym becomes fun, you know? But I think for a lot of people when they first start out, it's not a fun thing to go do, so. 
it's especially hard. especially the CrossFit methodology to it. I was just going to say that too. No, it was that was exactly it. Is that CrossFit? I think, um, and and I'll be the first to say it. I've been saying it since I walked in the door. I had a lot of preconceived notions about CrossFit and the athletes that do CrossFit, and never once did I see a thirty-something mom, mother, wife full-time work, whatever, come in and have a room for CrossFit in their life, ever. I never saw any of that coming, but, like, I think that's what grabbed me the most is that, like, it doesn't matter during any given workout. I can look to my left and see two of the buffest dudes in the gym and look to my right and somebody's on day three and everybody's just here for it and they're just in it together and the, like, I've never once felt that I didn't belong or that I shouldn't be here, like, I, again, I thought that to be a CrossFitter, you had to be a certain height, weight, shape, level of athlete to even walk in the door, and I could not have done that. And like I said, once we got the restart going, and I proved to myself, like, you deserve to be here just as much as Brandon or Monroe or XYZ person. Like, everybody deserves a spot at the rig to do what they have to do. Yeah, and we have a lot more moms, dads, adults that are just working through life and want to be healthier than we do super buff people, right? It's just, it's just for sure. All right. Um, all right, so you took a break. Uh, how, how did you change after Monroe contacted you? Um, honestly, I hate letting people down. I hate that feeling of failure. And like you, when you I knew that I was on Monroe's, dude, I'm so when I knew that it was on Monroe's radar, it, it everything just kind of clicked. And it was more like um, somebody else believing in me instead of having to, and I hate to like put that much pressure on you, but it was like to know that I can share that load with somebody else. That like, it's not just me having to like motivate myself. Like there's somebody who genuinely, well, genuinely cares about whether or not I show up and I don't even remember how we got in we started doing nutrition coaching and that was 100% the game changer for me also um, even yeah. arguably more than CrossFit was was in, the integration integrating all that nutrition and, for sure. and I don't remember how we got into that though we just did and I never looked back <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting that you uh, don't want to let me down because yeah. I also like have that same like as a coach, you're you're in the same situation. Like you don't want to let the people down. And well, we talked about that during COVID too. I mean, he like how many sessions did we do? We did uh, FaceTime sessions, like literally lifting in my basement. Like I had like my little mm-hmm. tripod set up, and he's trying to talk me through cleans virtually. It was you were the, you were the only person it. that I did that oh, with. Oh. And like, there's a part with like where as a coach, it's like I I can't want it more than you do. Right. And I deal with a lot of like I think the the hard part as a coach is when I care so much about someone trying to make progress and trying to improve and then they can't help themselves and it's like dude I can't go to your house and cook your food for you I mean I can you know and like I'll do my best like I'll come to your house and bring a barbell and we can try and work out to like get you some activity and like you know I'll do as much as I can if you are trying to have that attention and you're working hard and you're like dude what can I do I know you care what can I do um, so as a coach it's, it's rewarding to have someone that will actually do you know what it takes so it's cool you got a nutrition coaching uh, that obviously had a big impact on you did you start to come more after that how often how often do you come maybe that's uh, the question that we should yeah go so it, uh, during COVID it was five days and when you know everything was kind of shut down like it I was here literally every day um, there was a point that I got kind of shady there too I think everybody kind of fell into a weird mm-hmm. 
COVID funk that everyone's trying I to didn't. figure out what their new norm is and what <sighs> life is going to look like. But um, I hit a stride probably in like April, May-ish of last year and never looks back. So, and through most of that, it was about five, four to five times a week. Um, work is starting to get busier now. So having to, you know, find the tools and resources to make time for those priorities in my life has been a little bit of a challenge, but we're coming into it. And um, so... Let's let's rewind just a little bit. What what was the first uh, memory, or maybe if you can even remember, what was your first workout that you did here at Verity? So it's I can't remember. Like there is, and, and it's funny. So there's uh, had conversations about this um, yeah. with a few different people, again of varying levels. And you walk into the gym and you see the whiteboard, and it's like this, you know, fourteen name workout, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know what any of these. It's words like speaking mean. a different. Yeah. Holy crap, dude! Media. I to, yeah. so no, I have no idea what my workout. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I know that they all kind of seemed similar but different, and every day it was a new way of like, oh wow, that was difficult. Mm -hmm. But it was good. I don't know. I yeah. I wish I want to have an answer for you, but I no, that's that's perfectly okay. <laughs> what was what was like the first memory that you had here when you first started? Um, my first memory was trying to wrap my brain around a front squat. I, that... Tell me more, really? No, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I mean, even I wish I was joking right now, so... <laughs> no, I... So, I, I had a very similar experience with the front squat. Yeah, and so, Patrick, um, I just, the, with the times that I was coming, Patrick was kind of the one that I would see the most often. Sure. And he's, you know, you gotta do, you know, get your arms under and lift your chest up. And dude, I was like, dude, I'm just trying to squat a barbell, man. Like, mm -hmm. he needs all these extra cues and all this extra stuff. And I'm like, I, no, it does not make sense here. Like, I'm trying to put this bar where, like, none of it made sense, literally none of it. And Patrick, like, he was so patient, took his time. And, you know, I, I think he saw, again, that, that want to understand what was going on. So, like, he, you know, was helpful as best he could. But the front squat was, like... That really what was your me. problem with front squat? So I had, I, so my mobility right now, I'm gonna say is like, it's better than most. It's not great for a CrossFitter, mm -hmm. but before I came into CrossFit, my mobility was trash, man. Too was, many bench presses? Yeah, bench presses, pull-ups, never stretched ever. Mm -hmm. And so it was pretty much just, you know, I don't know, 11 years of running, you know, just wrapped into this super tight ball. <laughs> and when I tried to get a barbell onto my shoulders at first, I don't know if I could really do it, to be honest. And um, I remember I had a lot of wrist pain initially just because I couldn't, I couldn't get my shoulders into the correct position to be able to leverage the barbell. Huh. Well, in getting the right muscles to fire too, like anybody can do a back squat. I feel like anybody that's walked into can do a back squat, but like it's a different set of recruitment of muscles I feel for like, sure 100 percent. like i've never activated any of these muscles before and it's also like mobility too for sure you know and then like i think me and pat were talking about this there's like a string even with something simple like a squat or a deadlift like there is still skill that it takes to like make that feel right every time and to be able to progress with it so it's cool Absolutely. so i want to talk about scott oh dude <laughs> So your husband starts, he's coming here now. Yep. And like, that's a more... I kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're doing this, this is the end of the conversation. I remember you telling me about him and you're like, look, he's given me like, <laughs> he's told me like everything that is not going to happen with him in CrossFit. And you were like, we have to do something. And I think it was like around, it was like when I, like COVID time when we were like talking about it, you were like mm -hmm. he wants to get into it like he sees what I'm doing he sees yeah. my progress like he wants to get into it but XYZ um, so how did you actually like 
I guess. <laughs> How did we get from Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now he's awesome. It was the worst part. It was like, you're, you're seeing the progress I'm making. Like, just all you have to do is show up. Like, you already, like, he uh, had a similar thing. He likes lifting. Um, he, you know, he likes being active. And, uh, but again, it was a matter of trying to find the time and the commitment and everything. And I'm, I just... I told him, I was like, all you have to do is show up, man. They do literally everything for you. Just yeah. show up, walk in the door. And like I said, played the wife card and said, this is what you're doing. And <laughs> here he is. And how he's stringing together pull-ups and doing yeah. handstands. And all doing awesome. He took to it. Like, fish and, fish, fish and water. So have you had, like, a I told you so moment? No, it's more <laughs> of, like... Because I have this with Morgan all the time. Oh my gosh, no! It's more just like a high five. Oh man, I forget that Morgan was like. Dude, not Morgan is hilarious because she will like. Yeah. I will tell her something that she will like kick and scream about me about, and then like two months later, I'll catch her like telling someone. She's like, you know, like sleep is like really important. Like you should really work on your mobility, and that'll really help that front squat. Yeah, I'm like, my life is my life is like the opposite. Tell me something that like I know I need to do. Like, hey Brandon, you should probably stretch more. Why don't you stretch while we're watching this thing on HBO Max or whatever it is? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And then I'll go and do it. And then she's just kind of like, yeah, significant others. They're they're good. They're great people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, and it's been fun. I started private training with him, and it's been really cool to like see him. I guess come out of his shell. Oh, 100. Because you're definitely more of like a want to talk to people butterfly. yeah want to say hi and he's like uh i don't know yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's awesome no he's he's great i'm uh, like i was starting to say it's just like um it's just cool to have somebody like there with you and like somebody to talk about it with and mm-hmm. to share the successes and even just like that's why i was late because he walked in from his noon workout as i was walking out to come here and it was how was the workout today what did you do how did it go and like it's really cool to have like another layer of bonding yeah yeah for sure. No, I mean, I have that now with Morgan, which is cool. You know, it's like now she talks to me about workouts, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> how, uh, how long has Morgan been doing CrossFit now? Mm, two years. Seriously? That's it. Wow. Three years, like, kind of half-assed for the first year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just would have figured that you two would have met. That's what yeah. I thought, too. Yeah. I was bored. No. Like, when, he first, yeah. when we first, you know, met and talking to spouses, whatever, and... I was floored that she wasn't a coach or involved in anything, and I was just like, wait, what? Are you serious? No. And now it's just... Like, it's just I mean, just, dude, CrossFit works, and, like, I don't know, every person that I see make that, like, hey, never having worked out before, have all these issues to, like, taking off and running with it, and it's just, I don't know. The methodology works, and being around good, happy, healthy people works, you know? So. And uh, so there's a couple things that I want to highlight there, first of which is that... This doesn't get said enough. Is that CrossFit? You have everything built in. So literally, the hard and this is the hardest part is just getting in your car and driving, walking through the door, and then you're good. The weights are here. You get walked through it. You get coached. You get put in better positions. You get to work out with other people, which is huge, right? If for nothing else, it'll make you go faster, right? Whether you're at a Gold's Gym or you're here. Right, and the second thing also is we have a shit ton of couples here. Oh my gosh, yeah, so many. we really do. Um, <laughs> so so if again, if you guys are a listener and you guys want to share this, share with a, share with like some of your friends that are a couple. Like, very welcome here, and we have a ton of them. It's super fun to be able to work out with a significant other. Totally, I think anyway. Definitely for sure. And I mean, for me, I know I said this last podcast, but class is where it's at. Like, class is awesome. I, you know, everything being being built in. You know, even once you know what you're doing and all this stuff. Most of our coaches are in class. 
I was working out with you, you know? This is like, you know, when I, when I, like, if I want to actually do a good good job with my training and my workout and, like, you know, feel good afterwards, the class is the best way to do that. Yeah. So. I totally agree. Cool. Um, Cassie, walk us through nutrition. You said that was a... You said that was a big thing and a transition for you. What were you doing prior? Oh, man. And then what did you do to change, right? And I mean, like, I'll highlight myself here yeah. just so I don't throw yeah. you under the no, bus first, right? But, like, I had nothing. I loved everything that was, you know, sugar, pizza, just everything that was, could possibly, you know, be terrible for you. And it started off as me just, like, when did it finally click for me? I don't know. I grabbed something off of bodybuilding.com, and it was pretty much like chicken, sweet potato fries. That's where that began. Right, but it, at least it was a start for me, and then obviously I learned a lot of stuff. Still did a lot of stuff wrong, um, and now currently I'm just doing kind of two meals a day. I'm doing intermittent fasting and just doing whole-related foods as well. Yeah, it's it's a good life, right? So, talk to me about what, what were you doing before, and then um, what did you do that made a that made a huge impact on you? That's clearly uh, benefited you. Yeah. So before um, there's there's a couple pieces to this. Um, I overcomplicated everything. Still, still, still. <laughs> nutrition's do it. nutrition's a bear. As my nutrition coach is shaking his head, like yes, Cassie, you do. But even more so the, now than I used to do. Um, it, you know, everybody's looking for. Oh, let me share with this. The you know the sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, keto-friendly. Da 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 da. You know what doesn't have gluten, sugar, da da da. A piece of salmon. You know, some broccoli, like it's that simple. <laughs> Holy moly, dude! Yep. The yeah. the complications that I was putting in myself, and how, um, you know, I had I felt like I had to, you know, curate every single meal down to this thing and pre-plan. No, like in the way that my shopping habits have changed from. I used to have to have this whole list of stuff and I had to go in and I knew exactly what I was cooking and how I was going to cook it. And now I go to the store and I'm like, I really like chicken. Chicken looks good this week. Really like salmon. Going to grab some salmon. Yeah. Probably should throw some red meat in there Man, for my that, husband. That does simplify and, a, and, a lot. Yeah. You know, and the other part of it too is uh, the, um, again, the, in, the, in the matter of complicating things is that like, I didn't think that I could call it a healthy meal if I didn't myself and cut the ends off the green beans myself and cut the carrot you know do the whole thing I had to break everything down from its final form and I wasn't taking enough advantage of all the stuff that exists today to get you in the right place you walk into Wegmans and they've got a whole case full of pre-cut veggies you know pre-cut fruits cauliflower rice yeah I'm saying so and good. it's so I, I spent a lot of time just getting my own way with complicating things a lot and the other issue was work um, you had a good day, let's go out and celebrate, let's have a couple beers. You had a bad day, let's go out and commiserate, commiserate have a couple beers. Yeah. Um, the the schedule is horrible. How many times did I text Monroe? I'm like, man, I got the mid-shift, like, and the only way to stay awake over midnight for me was to eat. And so the schedule and my work um, had a ton to do with that. And so, learn, so the transition kind of happened in learning these coping mechanisms and putting myself in these uncomfortable situations that it's like, I know that you're stressed out right now. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle that? What are we going to do to fix it? And how are we going to retrain your brain, um, reprogram your brain, I guess, to, to see food in a different light. And, um, every week we come in and we have, well, every two weeks, I guess we come in and have a really good conversation about the things that went well, the things that didn't go well, and we adjust and move forward. And it's, like I said, just working with Monroe and talking through my shortcomings. And I mean, even so we've got our Disney trip coming up and I, we just sat on the couch Sunday and I'm like, I don't know what to do, man. They've got cinnamon buns and I don't know how to handle this. And we came up with a plan and talked through it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, coaching, one-on-one coaching. We, yeah. we offer it. We have it. 
reach out to us. Uh, yeah. And the, you know, I think podcaster guys. I think that a lot of uh, a lot of people think that nutrition is like workouts, where it's like if I have the magic program, it'll work for me. And if I have the magic nutrition, if I have the magic diet plan and the magic number of calories, then it'll work for me this time. And it's just really not the case. And it's really more like the the coaching, in my opinion. I don't think there's any value in a meal plan. Like. Anybody that's watching this, if you want a meal plan, send me an email. Let me know how tall you are, what your age is, how, what you do for work, how much you work out, and I can make you a meal plan for free. The value is in the coaching and being able to say, okay, well, what happens when it's actually your turn to go and do that? And how do you get someone to not only cook healthy food, but not stress out about it and not like make this big hoopla every week where it's like, no, I just want you to be able to like live your life, eat clean food, have fun working out, enjoy yourself. And then when you and your husband go out to dinner, like you should be able to go, you know, like what I say, what I say for Disney. Oh, just don't buy anything for yourself. And that is my game plan. Like I am, right. I am in for it and I'm super excited. I so have it's like, you know, you're like, I don't want, I don't want her to go to Disney and spend all this money and all this time with her family. And then, you know, be, come away from it. Like, yeah. And be like, oh, well, I spent my whole time in a gym and dieting and like, Trying to not trying to not have as much fun in Disney as I can because I'm punishing myself for what I did three years ago or whatever. Yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. So. Uh, nutrition can get so like there's just there's so much information out there. And there's I feel so, like I don't know. I, no, all I was gonna say is I just I for anybody listening out there, just don't overcomplicate it. I feel yeah, like that if there is sure. one, if I could sum it up in one sentence, like the amount of effort that people put in to doing all these things, it's it doesn't have to be that hard. It's consistency. It, it really, yeah, exactly. It's consistency. It's consistent good food choices 100 uh, you're an intermittent faster i am talk I just to me, started. Talk that's to a new thing it. yeah no we just started let's, that let's so, let's dive in yeah dude so this came about um because and scott my wonderful husband love you um <laughs> he he so i i had a mental hang-up about um meals meal time right i it's it's 12 o'clock i have to eat it's seven o'clock i have to eat and i like could not let go of this idea um a dish so scott's like skip skip a meal what are you nuts you, no 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 I cannot skip lunch that is absurd and we kind of morphed it and evolved it and the other issue that I was having is breakfast I hate breakfast I'm not a morning person I don't like cooking eggs are not my favorite um, so that would tend for me to lean towards um, carbolicious meals muffins croissants waffles best meal of the day yogurt the whole, yeah, exactly and and I what I, I that. dude <laughs> oh my, I yeah no and so like what I found, don't want to get off on a rant here. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I found is that like when I was starting my days out with um, something specifically carby or sugary the rest of my day was crap I was craving crap foods all day I couldn't let go of it it was and it just wasn't working so I was like well if I'm supposed to skip the meal and I hate breakfast I'm just going to skip breakfast. And then nothing bad happened. So and then I started losing weight again. And You didn't read anything about intermittent fasting. This was Scott, smart guy, Scott, who was just <laughs> like, hey, why don't you just skip something? Yeah? Yeah. No, that, he was like, just try it. Amazing. Just see what happens. Put yourself in a weird spot and see what happens. Yeah. I stumbled upon it through a, through a lifting program called Kino Body, which... I think seriously that, dude so that guy <laughs> that guy makes so hang on hang on let me Hilarious. let me defend let me defend Greg here a little bit because Greg changed my life and he's done a lot of good for a lot of people and uh-huh. he does some stuff that I really like uh his his videos and stuff like eh, like he does some, uh, he does some interesting <laughs> stuff right um as far as like form and everything goes on lifting and everything like again not that great but like the nutrition aspect of like his programming 
I think is is very brilliant. Is very simple. Has a cookbook where he comes right? up. It does a lot of intermittent fasting, right? So that's that's where I discovered it, and it was a big it was a big uh, discovery for me, right? So um, keto body aside, let's talk about culture a little bit, because like in America, like you were talking about meal timings, like seven a.m. is breakfast, twelve p.m. is lunch, and like I don't even know where that came from. Who are maybe, these people maybe, with these rules? I don't know. I don't agree. I don't know, right? So I mean, when we start talking about if we want to talk about like weight loss, right? Is you, you do want to, I would say, eat less frequently. Just, like, stop, like, stop eating shit, right? I mean, it really can kind of be that simple as far as that goes. But fasting is a great thing to be able to, to do in order to supplement all that well, stuff. Well, and I think what surprised me the most, and I'm sure that the two of you could probably speak more about it, was I stumbled upon it on accident and then kind of went and did some more research afterwards. But the benefits of it alone are, I mean... The, for me, it's like an anti-inflammatory property, but like there's... Probably lowers your blood pressure. Like yes. there's one you were talking about that earlier, right? Yep. Insulin. Yep. Yeah. You got a thought over there? My thought is that there is nothing magical about intermittent fasting. Okay. And although Cassie loves it, that's what works for her. And if she, if I am as a coach saying, hey, you got to have three square meals a day that's the only way this is going to work then i'm doing her as a service and finding what's going to work for her yeah um so just because i love breakfast and that works for me perfectly um you know at the end of the day the scientific part of it is you just need to cut a little bit of calories out and then your body will start losing weight again and what's the easiest way to do that it's not hey let me make you a meal plan that says 100 less calories on it it's how do we make your life work so that you can have a little bit less food or a little bit more activity you know and you'll go through those like as you're cutting you'll you'll go through those plateaus where you're like okay this is what got me to here and then you'll eke out every last pound of weight loss from that level and then you're either going to have to add more cardio or decrease the calories a little bit more and you know when we get there we'll figure that out yeah um but yeah no i mean i i love it as a I love it as a way to manipulate your caloric intake without like, yes. without thinking about, oh, well, I should have 170 grams instead of 190 grams of carbs or whatever. Like, you know, so I'm all for it from yeah. that aspect. I just don't personally do it. But yeah, yeah everybody's different as far everybody's as that different. goes, right? Yeah, you just got to kind of find whatever's going to be going to be good for you. No, it was, I mean, for me, it was just it was an easy way to knock out a calorie deficit and for everything sure. else kind of fell into place. So yeah makes it a lot more manageable yeah 100 you know? uh love it all right so we got nutrition in order uh what are you trying to accomplish now um so a co- uh, oh my gosh poor mineral i have the biggest grandiose plans of all <laughs> oh, of these things no i'm serious because it I, sounds I, like he gets to be part of it <laughs> no, i know i'm stoked because no, like, yeah. i always come out and i'm like We're, this i'm gonna do this 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 and this and i have a thousand plans and a thousand goals my um my big big goal right now i am closing in on a very big milestone weight loss i'm three pounds away Disney notwithstanding. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. It's a weight I haven't actually seen since college. So mm-hmm. that will be That's like awesome, Cassie. huge. It'll be, it'll put me at a 35 pound total weight loss so far. It's amazing. So Good for you. We're, we're so close. So that's my, that's where I'm at like 100% right yeah. now. Um, but in the meantime, we're working on pull-ups. We're working on kipping pull-ups, butterfly pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, we, during the um, cross, uh, I'm sorry, the Verity uh, Christmas challenge, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we did rope climbs. Uh-huh. That was a good one. I got my climb. first rope climb. And it's a big moment. Yeah. So all those all those little things. But it's, I just say poor Monroe because I always come out of him like, I'm going to work on this now. And he's like, well, what this about all these other things? This is his job. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, what, what else is he going to do throughout the day? Well, I know? think it's cool. Like, it's there's something to be said for, like I said, a coach that you can come to him and say, you yeah. know what, Monroe, this is my list of things I want to accomplish. And to have somebody point you in that direction, show you how to get there and be along for the ride and celebrate with you when you do. So I'm just fortunate that you listen to me. <laughs> cool. All cool. right. Let's talk, let's talk more about Cassie. So, Cassie, we've got a lot of goals and everything that's going to be coming in here for, for 2021. Um, what, what advice would you go back, if you could go back in time and give yourself when you were first starting? Oh, goodness. Uh, yes, what would you tell yourself? Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't know. So many things. <laughs> just don't give up. Just uh, take my, you know, just a word of my own advice and just keep showing up, and the rest is going to work itself out. Know that you're going to have good days and bad days, and some days are going to be way easier and some days aren't. And yeah. Just don't, don't ever stop trying, I guess. I don't know. It just sound like a Hallmark card, but I it's true. It's life, it's the, I mean, you got you know, it. It's, I don't know. Go ahead, dude. Not coming and not showing up is not going to get you to your goal. Yeah. yeah so it's talking. like, if you're not going to come here, figure something else out. That's what I told my wife. You know, I'm like, I, she was like, you just want me to be a CrossFitter. You just want to be one of those CrossFit girls. I'm like, nope. no, I just want you to be healthy. Like, if you're a runner girl or you're a yoga girl and you're a swimmer girl or whatever you are, like, I just want you to be active and healthy and, like, I was like, hey, you know, you'd probably have, you know, get some endorphins. You probably feel better about yourself. The other day, she's like telling her friend, she's like, you just need to start exercising. It'll give you endorphins, and you'll like feel better about you. I'm like, I'm <laughs> she's so okay. But it is, it uh, is fantastic to, are we, uh, are to we, listen to. Are we on closing thoughts? Uh, we're gonna get there, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're about there. Okay. We can definitely do that. Um, Cassie, I guess the last question that I wanted to ask you, uh, are you, are you a reader by chance? I am a reader. Okay, cool. I, I thought you were. I am, um, yeah. What's What's your favorite book that you've read most um, recently? So I am actually working my way through Atomic Habits right now. Yeah, okay. Slowly but surely. That's like, the one we suggested. Chapter okay. by chapter. And it, it was from the podcast. Yeah. Um, I've got a backlog of goal-setting books from that. But no, specifically Atomic Habits. And it... It's really nice. It plays into so well of what we talk about with all of my nutrition coaching. Um, and then even as I start, I'd like to think that there's going to be a point that I can take less, I could take some effort away from my nutrition and put that back into the gym. And um, yeah. I'd like to think that those habits are going to translate over to, you know, getting into fitness goals. And, you know, I hear it's cool. I hear you guys talk, oh, I've got to squat three, you know, Gajillion million pounds. 405. 405, and I think you're... No, I'm not even That's, that's what that was me. No, you, so one of you guys is a three-something. Anyways. Uh, I don't know. I hit a pretty good back squat yesterday, though. That's exciting. <laughs> anyway, more about So at any rate, um, so no, so I'd like to think that eventually I can take those same concepts and apply that to yeah. getting, you know, various goals in the gym and stuff. But no, I think Atomic Habits is, like I said, it just resonates so much with so much of what I'm working on right now. So. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Go show. Closing thoughts, uh, oh. Mr. Mr. Miller. You want to go first? You want to know what book I'm reading? I do actually want to. Know I do too. <laughs> yeah, reading. I'm reading a book called The Third Door. Uh, what is The Third Door? What have you learned? So I just started reading it. It was just something I saw suggested. Um, but it's basically about how successful people like. There's three ways into a nightclub. One is like the VIP entrance where you had everything given to you and you just kind of walk in the door. The other is like the front door through a long line of people and there's a third door. And so there's always like, it's basically saying like every exceptional person has taken like a third door somewhere where they've like, life has told them no and they've figured out a way around it. And so it's just that kind of concept and being successful and finding a way through it. Um, But yeah, closing thoughts. 
never give up, never surrender. You know, as long as you don't give up, you can keep progressing. It's what a uh, back to jujitsu. It's what they said. A black belt is just a white belt that never gave up. Yeah. So. That's a good saying. Uh, Cassie, closing thoughts for the audience or for anybody else who's listening to this. And there's a lot of people in that contemplation stage where they're like, I know I need to go in the gym, but I'm scared ultimately is really what it is. Yeah. No, I, uh, the only thing I would say is the same thing um, that I said during the video that we did several months, a couple months ago. Um, Just dive right in. Like, don't be scared. It's intimidating and it's overwhelming. And there is a ton of acronyms and names and exercises and all these things. Just... Just show up. Don't be overwhelmed. Don't be scared. Just show up, and the coaches are going to take care of you, I promise. And everything else will just work itself out. Awesome. Uh, Closing thoughts for me. It is going to be 83 degrees today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Go outside. uh, Get some vitamin D. If you haven't been on a walk with your significant other, take them on a walk. Leave your phone at home. Right? Get, Get into their life. What are they doing? Take your dog if you want to. Uh, yeah, get outside and just, just enjoy the sun and being with people. That's, that's what I'm going to say today, just having my beautiful view, looking at the trees right now. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, we'd appreciate a five-star review uh, from you guys. And as always, thanks for listening to us. You guys are listening to the Full Send Podcast. Cassie, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.